Hello and welcome to Motive Insights, the Motive Partners podcast where we live and breathe the next generation of financial technology. My name is Blythe Masters. I am an industry partner with Motive. I'm delighted to be here today with Kelly Rodriguez, the CEO of Forge. Forge is a super exciting young company that has just recently agreed to a business combination with Motive's SPAC, Motive Capital Corp. Forge operates a accessible, liquid and transparent private equity marketplace that serves the increasingly complex needs of the ecosystem around private markets, of which, of course, Motive itself is a big and important part. We're super excited about the opportunity that is represented for Forge and Motive together. And with that, I'd like to welcome Kelly Rodriguez to our podcast. Hey, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you, Blythe. It's great to be here. Great to talk to you today. Well, let's start off in your own words telling us a little bit more about Forge, its history, and how you're driving a really what we consider to be profound impact on capital markets and private capital markets in particular. Great. Thank you. Well, I've been the CEO for Forge for about three and a half years. The company's about eight years old, and it started out as a marketplace primarily serving late-stage private companies and providing access to a broader set of investors that haven't previously been able to participate in the private capital markets. Also serving, though, employees and shareholders of companies. And based on the phenomenon we've seen in the last 10 years of private companies staying private a heck of a lot longer, we're now at between 12 and a half and 13 years. The size of these companies now has really become massive, and that's creating a unique set of problems around liquidity, around access, and around transparency. And that's really the needs that Forge was built and the expanded vision that really came about three years ago that included not only the marketplace, but a custody business that can securely hold these assets, a data offering, which provides insights around market pricing. Think of it kind of like the Bloomberg of private markets and a company and issuer solutions technology offering, which lets companies manage and control their destiny by being able to provide liquidity when needed for employees and shareholders. So that broad set of services really now makes up the current and future vision for Forge. And we really think that the ecosystem opportunity and all the participants will benefit for this. We think that this combination really really kicks off the sort of future of the private market. So super excited about what we're doing. Couldn't agree more. What you've described is a market that's ripe for technology-driven disruption. And in fact, for those of us who've been knocking around in capital markets for many years, the fact of electronification and digitization of markets is something that we're not in the first chapter of. These are waves that have been ongoing for some time now, and we've seen the disruption that transparency and and daylight, frankly, have brought to other markets over the years. There's no reason why a market such as the one you've described for private equity wouldn't be ripe for uh, similar disruption. And you're very much at the forefront of that. So I'd like actually to ask you how it is that 
in what is ultimately going to be a very competitive space where we have big names like Carter and Nasdaq announcing their own initiatives in the space that Forge has come to enjoy such a formidable first mover advantage and significant market share. How did you pull that off? Well, it was a combination, I think, of just you know, good old-fashioned startup mentality that my predecessors began before I got here. We did have a tremendous amount of focus on building technology that solved the three big problems, that being access, liquidity, and transparency. But we also had the benefit a combination with SharesPost, which we announced last year and completed at the end of last year. And so I think what we have is a combination of scale that was brought about by combining two firms, Forge, which was primarily and more focused on institutional-based services and a customer base that looked more like hedge funds, capital markets, desks, family offices, and SharesPost, who had quite a lengthy history focused on high net worth individuals. And the combination really gave us broad market coverage. And because we were purpose-built to really focus in this space, the other competitors that you mentioned are really moving into the space from other core businesses. This is our core. So the technology that we built around the marketplace, the market-based pricing and trading and settlement, the data offering that I mentioned previously, and a special expertise on how to hold and report on private non-traded securities really made us, I'd say, the more focused player. And because of the volume lead that we have, I think we're in a great position to compete. Now, it's not going to be a competitive landscape that's easy because it's a gigantic market. So we will have to execute. And that's part of the reason why the capital raise and the combination and having access to public currency is really important to stay in that lead position. As you know, you know, ironically, as you take this important step towards becoming a public company yourselves, the history of the last decade or so has actually seen a significant decline in the number of publicly U.S. listed corporations and at the same time, a very rapid expansion in the private equity space that has gone alongside that. Can you translate all of that into what the market opportunity in terms of its size is for Forge, particularly in light of the interest from competitors? You know, how, how big of an opportunity is this? Yeah. So look, I think part of the reason why you're seeing very big and very well capitalized competitors in the space, and you'll continue to see that, is because we do think it's a massive market. If you just take a look at the last three years, you've seen the valuation of the top private companies. And there was a little over 200 of them in 2018 when I joined, and they represented about just under a trillion dollars of market valuation. You now have close to 800 global unicorns, and those top 800 companies now represent about $2.5 trillion of market valuation. When you look down market at the next 1,000 companies, and you take a look at some of the studies that have been done recently, I think Oliver Wyman and Morgan Stanley put something out that said allocations by asset managers in private markets or private alternative assets is going to go and grow at a 13% CAGR over the next five years. So the amount of money that's flowing into the private space combined with the valuations and the sheer number of companies that are staying private makes this a massive market and it makes it a global market. Absolutely true. And you know, there'll be ebbs and flows in that, but that's a trend that is really, you know, fully established and we certainly believe will supersede any short-term gyrations in the markets as a whole. Did you know 
Motive Partners has a weekly newsletter. It's called Motive Insights. It comes out every Sunday morning and it's packed with everything you need to know about financial technology from our team of experts. You can subscribe at motivepartners.com. You know, for those of our listeners who are regular listeners, they certainly will know that here at Motive, we're strong believers in combining the power of investors with operators and innovators. And in that context, from your own perspective in, in running Forge, how has the company benefited from a combination of industry expertise with technology knowledge? And how will this transaction and partnership with Motive contribute to that going forward? Yeah, well, look, we had a lot of opportunities to raise money from a range of partners. Personally, besides being the CEO here, you know, I'd run other fintech companies with a range of venture capital investors. And so when we looked at Motive and we met you and the firm, we recognized that what we're doing is going to create a need for a lot of global expertise that may require that kind of help to accelerate us to where we're going. We believe that the problems we're solving, while there are problems in the private market, they have been seen before and represent trends that you talked about earlier in terms of electronification, regulation, all of the complexities that go with being a global financial institution. And so Forge, while it's a young company, has got quite a bit ahead of ourselves in terms of the requirements for being scaled and global. And so when I looked at the team and the expertise that Motive had put together, it clearly represented for us more than the money. It was a combination of talent, expertise, and personalities that I thought really aligned with us. And we had lots of options because we were growing and performing quite well when we met the Motive team. But we're super excited about it. And I plan on putting you know, my partners at Motive to work and helping me achieve our goals. We already are hard at work together. So I will certainly second that. And I should mention for the benefit of our listeners that Motive is not the only strategic partner that Forge enjoys. Already in the cap table are institutions like Deutsche Borsa, Temasek, Wells Fargo, BNP Paribas, and a number of notable investors, the Thiel Foundation, Draper Associates. Uh, I could go on. This is a company that has attracted the attention of many very sophisticated capital markets participants, whether they be operators or investors or innovators in the in their own right. And that's uh, kudos to Forge for having developed that already very strong network that Motive seeks to expand upon. So talking now just about more broadly fintech and what's going on in the sector broadly defined, as you mentioned, you've been in fintech basically your entire career, or at least your entire career since you were a pole vaulter, which continues to amaze me that anyone could ever actually achieve that kind of a physical feat. And, and through the course of that, you've seen you know, the height of several crises and, and the catalyst that those have proven to be in terms of driving waves of innovation. And of course, we're now hopefully emerging from a recent extraordinary pandemic crisis. You know, what has made this time, do you think, you know, particularly interesting for financial technology and the catalyst that this change in behaviors represents? And how do you see that as an opportunity for Forge? So look, I think we're seeing the result of a long-term trend to move towards more efficiency, more automation, electronification, and that really is going to continue. I think what's particularly profound about the last couple of years was, first of all, 
when we all went home and worked from home, there was tremendous uncertainty about what the next few months would hold. And I mean, sort of profound survival type of uncertainty. And we saw that fear hit the market in March of 2020. What was interesting then was it was the first time in my time at Forge where we saw some panic and people trying to head for the exits on some of their holdings. Now, we've seen the crisis of 08, and we've seen the, the dot-com meltdown in 99, 2000, sort of halt markets or stall valuations. But what I saw in March of 2020 was an opportunity for us to provide an even greater level of immediacy and liquidity. And the truth is, we didn't do really great at that time because there still was a lot of data and a lot of tech required to clear these trades and to support our market vision. But it really showed me that for those who create the core infrastructure to support markets in different sort of directions, this is a business that isn't just going to be successful. And it's not just a market that will continue to always go up and to the right. We believe that the pandemic showed us that once the fear subsided, people embraced even more the idea of being able to use technology to get in and out of a really exciting asset class. And it was a global phenomenon. And so the kind of volumes that we saw coming out of Q2 of 2020 through now really resumed and were quite exciting. And, and it just really inspired us that what we were doing was important. And people relied on the asset classes of private equity and other alternative assets to you know, plan for their future. And, and we think that being able to have people participate in the asset class over a long duration of their life is a great thing for society. So I'm really connecting the dots here between the fintech revolution that we are now seeing and a long-term vision forward about why what we're doing is good for markets and good for people. So very excited. And, and I think you know we'll be ready for the next one. But this is a trend that's not going to stop. So very excited. Couldn't agree with you more. And one of the reasons why Motive found Forge is because it's a company that is lying at the intersection of several macro themes that are driving our investment activity, both in and around capital markets, in and around data and analytics, and also wealth tech. The big trends you're talking about, digitization, electronification, some demographic changes, all of these are at play, I think, in defining the growth opportunity for Forge. So let's turn now to talk about what you're building and how it is positioned in the context of capital markets. So providing access and liquidity and visibility has been the role of markets forever. What's new about what you're doing is you're bringing this to a part of the world that has traditionally been pretty murky and, and relatively obscure, that is private equity investing. So Forge is obviously playing and intending to play an increasingly critical role in developing the infrastructure on which for private markets to evolve can you talk about how you see that in the context of how capital markets themselves have evolved over the last decade? And you know what can we learn from the past that we can expect to see in the future from Forge? Well, I think we've set out to create something that's more than just a marketplace. And if you look at the modern exchanges today, and you look at how they have evolved, you figure out some things, which is the core technology around matching buyers and sellers while it's interesting and it's requiring technology and investment, it's, it's not the only thing that will power the evolution of markets. And certainly, if you look at the data component of NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange, 
it's not hard to make an argument that these are infrastructure businesses that make most of their high quality you know, revenue and earnings from data. And so when I look at what we are today and how we go forward, and I'm going to use one of these sort of Silicon Valley-isms, we see a network effect by creating a combination of a transactional platform that can serve a range of investors, can hold their securities for them. So we're not just an episodic place that you go when you want to buy or sell something. We're a place where you hold your assets, hold cash ready to execute and follow exciting companies. We have a data business that's meant to be a constant feed of information and insight. So you've got well-informed markets. And then we've got issuer technology that's meant to allow a company to quickly and efficiently stand up a liquidity program or raise primary capital through the platform. And those four services really create this ability for us to expand and grow irrespective of whether you're trading right now. So we've got a range of different services depending on where you are. So that four pillar approach will then allow us to expand into other services like lending against the asset class. We plan on having a significant effort in the coming years around global expansion. So we are already transacting with investors in over 50 countries, and we intend to have a more meaningful presence in Asia and Europe. You mentioned a number of our partners. There's a reason why banks, stock exchanges, and asset managers have invested in Forge because they want to be a source of distribution and integration. So you're going to hear us expand into additional partnerships in the future. There's new asset classes. Obviously, with the emergence of blockchain technology, we're going to have an opportunity to make all of this more accessible and global over time. And we'll be looking at M&A and acquisitions within those contexts of those four categories. So we're really in the first inning of this. This is a business that looks pretty pretty interesting now, but we see forward a, a scale opportunity that's significant. Absolutely. You're articulating the, the power of platform businesses that build an ecosystem around that platform. And the possibilities really do become you know, more or less limitless if you get that right. It's a super exciting opportunity, and we certainly concur with that view. So I have to ask the obvious question. I I know you've had this one before, but given that your business in large part has grown out of a trend that is related to companies not going public and or staying private for a lot longer before they do that, in your case, why then are you choosing now to want to become a public company? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. The irony is not lost on me. and, And certainly I've been out preaching for three years about why companies are staying private longer. But I think there's also a question of when they decide to go public, what's the reason they're doing? And so I think for a lot of companies, many of the unicorns that have gone out and listed in the last year, they're starting to reach some of the regulatory limitations of the number of shareholders on their cap table. It's just a fundamental requirement that they file because they're effectively public companies by the regulatory rules. They just happen to be continue to be private. So I think for us in year eight, I think there's an incredible opportunity to be the first private market platform that goes public. And I think there's a tremendous branding opportunity in that. And I think there's a tremendous exposure opportunity for public market investors to participate in the private market through Forge's stock. And I think most of the world deserves access to the asset class. 
But in many cases, you want to buy a stock that gives you broad exposure to something and not have to pick one stock. So I see us as an interesting proxy for public investors to participate in the private markets. I also believe that while we had the opportunity to raise capital privately, the idea of being able to use public stock as currency as we look out at opportunities to expand globally through M&A was, was very compelling to us. So I'd say those are really the combinations of reasons. We had a lot of discussions internally to make the decision, but we think we're going to benefit from it. And yes, we're an eight-year-old company and that looks relatively early compared to the rest of the unicorn crowd. But if you go back 10 years, you know, we actually would look like a company that stayed private longer than most. Yep. All great points. And continuing the theme of talking about the opportunity for Forge that comes from the exposure of being a public company and the vehicle that it represents for investors, you know, amongst our listeners, we have a, a very wide audience of both investors and other company founders and entrepreneurs who are listening. So how is the innovation that Forge is pioneering in private markets going to change the way that this audience should think about their approach to investment and capital raising going forward? Yeah. So I think, first of all, from an investor standpoint, obviously investing in firms like Motive and in the venture capital community to pick private companies will continue to be an exciting way to participate in the marketplace. But I think we also are seeing a future where those same investors that might invest and become an LP in a fund, they may also want to participate in a company directly. You know, many of the investors that come to Forge develop expertise by working in tech themselves, by following industries, and they want to be able to participate in tremendous growth creation that happens before a company's public. So it's not lost on me, and it's part of the reason I came here, that I, I wanted to be an investor. I wanted to invest in Twitter when it was private. I wanted to invest in Palantir. So I think you're going to see a greater access, an easier way to get into these companies. And I think that's going to help a lot of the listeners to this podcast realize returns that they wouldn't otherwise be able to get because you couldn't get into the companies. Now, for a founder or for a CEO who's listening... I'd say you should really think about what it takes to retain your employees for 8 to 12 to 15 years. If your vesting schedules are four years in a private company and people have stock options and you need to retain your talent, then this is going to look like a company benefit. So Forge Company Solutions was designed to enable CEOs and boards to offer periodic liquidity to their employees that help build these incredibly world-changing businesses. So I think what I'm doing is going to help a company sustain their talent pool, and it's going to help investors realize returns they couldn't otherwise get. So really excited about that for everybody that's listening. You know, absolutely. And the notion of you know, financial well-being as a benefit that corporations should think about offering along with health insurance is, is certainly in today's volatile world, I think, a, an idea that has real currency. So listen, it remains only really for me to thank you, Kelly, for your time today and for the trust and confidence that you've placed in the Motive team. And congratulations on this milestone. Thank you very much. I'm super excited about where we are, and I couldn't be more thrilled to be working with you and Motive. So we appreciate it. Likewise. Thank you for your time and insights. And thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Sam. See you next time.
The information contained in this podcast is intended for discussion purposes only. It is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation for the purchase or sale of a security or any services of motor partners. All investing involves risk, and there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are as of the date of recording, reflect the views and opinions of the persons expressing them, and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Motive Partners. Motive Partners makes no representations or warranties as to the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of any information provided, and undertakes no obligation to update, amend, or clarify the information in the podcast, whether as a result of new information, future events, or otherwise. Any securities, transactions, or holdings discussed may not represent investments made by Motive Partners. It should not be assumed that securities, transactions, or holdings discussed, if any, were or will be profitable, or that the recommendations or decisions made in the future will be similar, or will equal the performance of the securities, transactions, or holdings discussed herein. This podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are based on beliefs, assumptions, current expectations, estimates, and predictions about the financial industry the economy, motive partners or motive partners investments. Nothing in the podcast should be construed or relied upon as investment, legal, accounting, tax or other professional advice or in connection with any offer or sale of securities.